eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to the NASCAR NBC podcast. I'm your host, Nate Ryan. Here at Chip Ganassi Racing Hospitality at the Long Beach Grand Prix Race Weekend, where I am joined by the namesake of said team. That's Chip Ganassi. Chip, thanks for being here. Hi, Nate. How are you? I'm great. So one of the big stories on Twitter yesterday, Chip, or maybe like the thing that went viral the most from Friday at Long Beach, there was a scooter ride given to you by Roger Penske that someone snapped a photo of. How'd that happen? Yeah, I was walking up the pit lane and uh, I was talking to Roger and Somebody showed up with his scooter, and uh, I said, hey, give me a ride up the pit lane. He said, okay, get on. That was it, basically. It sort of was a long walk from the you know first or second pits all the way up to the, uh, to the other end of pit lane where my scooter was. So uh, he was nice enough to give me a ride up. You guys often share scooter rides at uh, race weekends? Uh, from time to time, we do that, yes. Okay. <laughs> it reminded me of, there was a great story that Holly Kane did seven or eight years ago where she followed you from Indy to Charlotte Mm -hmm. and on the Indy 500 race morning she was with you and you were like hey let's go find Roger right that was just like what you did so is there more collegiality between you and Penske than maybe we realize well we you know we're 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 obviously fierce competitors but uh he'd be the first one to call me if I make a mistake in the pits or something and (laughs) but uh and, and I likewise with me to him but uh you know, we're, 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 we're good competitors. We're, we're friends, but, uh, yeah, we want to rip each other's eyeballs out on the racetrack. But uh, off the track, I think we have a good working relationship. Yes. So, so if Dixon or Rosenquist runs over a hose in pit lane, you know that immediately... Pence is going to call us on that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and vice versa. Right. There's a great story. I was doing some research for this, Chip, and found an interview that I did with you nine or ten years ago where your first conversation with Roger was about buying a car right can you tell that story yeah it's a great story i was uh i was a driver at the time it was in 1980 fall of 1981 for the 1982 season and the team i was going to drive for was trying to decide whether to buy a uh, a used penske pc7 which would have been one year old at that time or a new gurney eagle and the new gurney eagle at that time was eighty five thousand dollars and the penske pc7 was seventy five thousand dollars and, uh, you know, those days, a whole budget was about $400,000. So somebody at a, my, my father knew somebody at a bank that Roger did some banking with, and they put me on the phone with Roger Penske. And I'm some young kid, 22 years old. And uh, next thing I know, I'm talking to Roger Penske. And he said, what are you doing? I said, well, I said, I'm driving for so-and-so, and we're trying to figure out, you know, whether to buy a used PC7 from you or a new Gurney Eagle, you know. And he had a great line. He had a great comeback. He said, you know, he said, and it was, it was, 
it was a, it was a, it was a throwaway line, but it was it was it was you know you can you can think a lot into this, and that was he said. He said, well, Chip, he said, you know, whether you buy a new car or a used car, the hotel room costs exactly the same. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was a pretty good line, you know, because, you know, you have fixed costs and variable costs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some of your, when you look at your, your fixed costs in this business are, uh, you know, one thing you can control, but it's not, uh, it's not, a, it's not, a, big, uh, not a big number when you add in your variable costs. So a good business lesson from Roger Penske. Well, it was a good business lesson at 22 years old, yeah. Difference between a brand new Gurney Eagle and a used Penske at that point. Yeah, $10,000. We spend that much these days on lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on and this very nice hospitality area yes, that you have yes. here. You were an active team owner on social media. Maybe the most active in racing. So I think it's appropriate that your photo with Penske was out there yesterday because <laughs> you're on Twitter quite a bit. Well, I, I, you know, I try to I try to keep it to racing and you know, just what we're talking about. And I try to you know I try to sit down and do it once or twice a week and you know communicate with some fans and uh, you know I think it keeps you connected to the sport a little bit. Do you have a Twitter policy? I just kind of keep it to racing. I stay out of uh, you know family and politics and everything else everybody talks about. You know I try to keep it for racing. You mostly just retweet other people or no things? no no I, don't, I I I do my share of retweeting, but I no I I put things out there as well my own authored by myself of course mostly hashtag i like winners well i sometimes uh, sometimes that or sometimes i'll make a comment about other people in other forms of racing or uh, you know i think there are a lot of great champions out there in sports that we can all learn from i think most recently i was talking about michaela schifrin who's a skier and you know, she's setting the world on fire breaking all kind of records in skiing and uh, she's an american and on the on the world cup tour she's uh She's been on fire for a long time, and it's kind of a sport that nobody really follows. So I want to get get uh, get some awareness out there about her. I don't even know her, but I, I just think it's a great thing. What caught your eye? Well, I like to ski in the off season a little bit, so uh, that's another thing I like to do. Yeah. Where do you go ski? Uh, vail, mostly Vail, Colorado. The Olympics will be on NBC, so this is a good plug. Well, we'll look forward. If you need uh, need some help out there, Nate, let me know. All right, maybe we'll call on you to do some skiing analysis. Right. Right. So social media, Chip. I was just talking to your ace PR guy here, John Olgin. He was telling me about his 20-year-old son doesn't read any other form of media except if it's on Twitter. He doesn't have time for takeout stories and magazines or or newspapers. However, not only are you a big Twitter user, I've always found you to be a great purveyor of journalism. You're you're a newspaper reader. When I worked at USA Today, you were the only person who ever called me (laughs) about things or headlines that appeared in the paper. Where does that come from? Yeah, thanks, thanks for asking that. It's an interesting question. My mother worked at a newspaper when she was out of high school. She never went to college, and uh, she worked at a local newspaper in Pittsburgh, and uh, it was called the uh, the McKeesport Daily News, and uh, she worked there, and, you know, and she, so she kind of got, kind of got me into newspapers at an early age. You know, there was, a, you know, people don't know this today, it's sort of a lost art, how to read a newspaper, or how to, you know, there's a proper way to read one, or, you know, what sections and how you go. And, you know, even even the Wall Street Journal today, there's a way to read the journal, you know. It's a, it was a little thing in my, probably probably becoming a less and less uh, important thing in life, but uh, nonetheless uh, very important because I think, I think to understand social media news or to understand if you just get your news from Twitter, I think it's important to have a little history of newspapers. And I think if, if newspapers ever go away, and that, that, that lost art goes away, uh, 
you're going to need a, a lesson in how to get news these days. You know, what's news, what's real news, what's fake news, what's what's important news, what's not important. The interesting thing about getting your news off of social media, you can get you can get really any news you want in any side of the, any side of the story or any any aspect of any anything you want to talk about. You can probably find it on social media. I think there is, you know, to a large degree, some news is a hell of a lot more important than others. Yeah, and uh, other news is just sort of sort of passing uh, interest, maybe where there is there is hard news out there that I think needs to be needs to be put out there. Well, that's sort of what you're relying on a newspaper for is to curate the news and tell you, hey, we're putting this on the front page because right. this is most important. Right, and you right. don't really get that but as much with the, Twitter. Right, you don't get that on Twitter or any a lot of social media. You don't get front page, you know, front page news or, or yeah, uh, yeah. So it's it's I think it's an interesting subject you can go off on for a long time and talk about if you wanted to how does chip ganassi read a newspaper well i you know i i I, like you say i think it's 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 uh it's looking at the front page starting at the front page and uh you know picking uh you know picking a section or two or something you want to read obviously you know some days i want to read the whole newspaper other days i just want to read parts of it and uh you know get the highlights or whatever and uh i think because it's, it's it's also important to see what other people think is news uh, or what you know, what people think is important news, and what they think is not important is something. Something may be on the front page of the, uh, you know, one newspaper, and it may be on the back page of another newspaper. Well, that that to me says that, you know, someone's not putting as in, you know as a as a high level of importance on a particular subject that another newspaper might think is very important. So I think it's it's I think it's 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 important to be aware of things like that. And it's important to have the facts correct and sure. detail-oriented. And you know, as I said, I remember got a call from you once about a headline in USA Today that said open-wheel drivers. And you said, no, they're not open-wheel. They're IndyCar, IndyCar drivers. drivers right. That open-wheel was sort of this misnomer that came about over the last 20 years. That Well, open, you know, that's, that's like the old line that uh, all thumbs are fingers, but all fingers aren't thumbs. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, yeah. you know you you uh, it's 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 so when you say open wheel that means one thing. I think IndyCar drivers means another. And you were talking about IndyCar drivers, right? But you characterize them as open wheel drivers. Yes. Which is not false, but it's not uh, it's not false what you said. It's just not. Uh, I don't think it was it, uh, it was the point you were trying to make. Yeah. So, yeah. No. No. It was well taken. Fair um, yeah. And I will tell you that since that day the. I think that was a story for the 2008 Petit Le Mans, where we had this headline with open-wheel drivers. I have never referred to an IndyCar driver as an open-wheel driver since then. Right. Because of you. That's good. Uh, Thank you. So... That detail-orientedness is that is that from like being around your mother who was working for? I think somewhat. I think somewhat. You know, I think well. I think the takeaway is that you know words are words are very powerful. You know, uh, what words you choose to come out of your mouth or to 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 uh, describe a particular action or subject. Words are very important today, and I think I think I think you know in the social media space. you know, we, we get a little flippant with the use of, of, of words. And I think, I think some words have been hijacked. Other, uh, you know, the definition of particular words have been hijacked. I'm trying to think of an example off the top of my head. But, I mean, I, I just think, uh, you know, I think words are important, especially in today's world. We become maybe more careless with our words because we constantly spew opinions and words yes, into I the ether. Yes, I think ether. so. Yeah. I think we've become careless. That's a good, that's a good word. We've become careless with our, 
with our language. Interesting. Well, Chip, we're here at the Long Beach Grand Prix. This is my first time here in 21 years. My first job out of school was at a newspaper in San Bernardino covering racing. And so the last time I was here, I covered the Long Beach Grand Prix from 1996 to 1998, which people don't know, that was a pretty That was a strong era for the Chip Ganassi <laughs> racing team at Long Beach, as I recall. That was my introduction to IndyCar, was like your team's dominance. Uh, right. Vassar won in 96, and already won back-to-back in 97, 98. You just tweeted this past week, the 20-year anniversary of Zanardi's win here, right. which came when from a came lap from down. When came from a lap down, yes. Do you ever reflect, I mean, especially this being the 30th season as a team for Chip Ganassi Racing, do you, do you reflect back much on this? You know, days? ironically, I was just reflecting about that the, that come from a lap down race this morning. Uh, someone had texted me a, uh, you know, a good luck message, and uh, I recalled a friend of this person that texted me, a friend of his, had left that race early that day because <laughs> we were a lap down, and he said, well, this is over. We can get out of here. And uh, this particular guy named Julius Jones left, and uh, we ended up winning the race, and he missed the victory circle celebration. So uh, that was the last time he left early. Yeah. Yes. What else do you remember about that race? About because I think Zanardi didn't have his radio working, and his his steering was yeah, bent. Yeah, I mean it was you know it was a great time in the sport. You know the cars were were fast. The cars were they were great cars in those days. The, the, the balance of power and car and downforce and brakes and tires. The drivers in the series at that time were, the teams were strong. You had, you know, you had three different manufacturers of cars. You had, you know, two different engine builders. You had two different tire manufacturers. There was a lot going on, and it was our heady days in, in IndyCar racing. And our, our, we had a great engineer at that time by the name of Morris Nunn, who was a legend himself in the sport. So it was just a great, you know, it was just a great, uh, great time to be in it. While I always say these are the good old days we're in today, those were some pretty good old days then, though, too. Well, that's what I was going to ask about, Chip, was that I hear all this talk now that maybe the good old days are returning. Obviously, it's not going to be the way it was in the mid-90s, a flip of a switch or whatever, but it seems like quality of drivers and teams right now is... It's, it's pretty good right pretty now. Strong. Yeah, it's pretty good right now, and I, I think it's, uh, I think it's always, I think it's better than the way it was, you know, I mean, everyone's... You know, nobody wants to hear about how the way it was. It's the way it is today, Nate. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty good right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have five Indianapolis 500 wins and 12 championships, which means more. Good question. Yeah. Um, you know, at, a part- at any particular time, I-, I-, I actually think the championships mean more. The race wins are, you know, you obviously you have to win races to win championships. Indy's a hell of a big race, and, it, it you know, it changes people's lives. It changes people's careers, whether you're a driver a a crew chief, an engineer, any guy changing a tire for that matter. And and it's obviously the granddaddy of them all. It's it's the largest single day sporting event. It's a hell of a big race and we want to win it. But I think the championship is 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 uh is just as important too, you know, to cuz a championship shows what a team of people can do over a over a long period of time. You know, a, a an Indy 500 is 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 a, certainly the you know, you build up to the preparation of it. You know, a few weeks in Indianapolis there are practice and qualifying. But it's really a race is a one-day event, you know, and so many things can happen positively or negatively in one day. Whereas over a season, I mean, I think that, that, that says more about a team of people over a season 
mm-hmm. about what's done. So I, I, I sort of like the, uh, the championships as well. Well, you come from a town of championships in Pittsburgh, yes. Pennsylvania, and Thank I know you. that you are very tight with all of the ownership, uh, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Pirates, Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh Penguins. I know yeah. you threw out the first pitch last year last for the, year at the, for the Pirates. Game, sure, the um, opening day. Yes. Where, where threw did, a strike, I might add, <laughs> from the mound. Did you play baseball as a kid? Uh, very little, very little, but I played, and uh, I, was, I was not a pitcher, I can tell you. <laughs> and uh, that was a, uh, that is really hard to do, throw from the mound in front of 50,000 people <laughs> and throw a strike. You'd be surprised how hard that is to do. I probably wouldn't be. I mean, there'd yes. be a little bit more pressure, I guess, when you have 50,000 people watching to see if you're going to throw this. Right. They're thing. all watching you, and they announce your name, and they, they're all looking at you. And they're saying, don't screw this up. Which you didn't. And I didn't. Where does Ganassi Racing Chip rank in the Pittsburgh sports pantheon? Are you, do you feel like you guys are right well, behind we're the this, We're the this number one racing team in the city. I can tell you that. <laughs> We we, we got we at the top. We're at the top of the ladder there. Yeah. In terms of racing teams, yes. Yeah. So uh, no, that's uh, you know obviously you know uh, look it's it's an honor for me just to even be mentioned in the same breath as as the sports teams in Pittsburgh, and uh, you know it's it's a great thing. Pittsburgh's a great sports town. It's a great. Uh, Pittsburgh's not the largest city in the country, and it's not, but it's it's got a great work ethic, and it's got a great. Uh, it's got a great thing about uh, this. Well, the, when you talk about the sports teams in Pittsburgh, you talk about, you know, a- anywhere you are in the country, even here in Long Beach, California, this morning I ran to somebody from Pittsburgh and they say, hey, the first thing out of their mouth, I'm from Pittsburgh. You know, right away you have a connection that only Pittsburghers know about, and uh, it's a great thing. It has a rich history as an industrial center and obviously doesn't get much more blue collar than. Sand and gravel and stone and concrete and things you think about when you Steel think about Steel and coal Steel. and yeah. Yeah, iron ore. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's the that's the the stereotypical view of Pittsburgh, but I think it's it's changing quite a bit today now with in terms of medical and uh, computer science and uh, so we're we're pretty proud of, of 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 some of the regional assets we have in Pittsburgh, whether it's the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center or Carnegie Mellon University. You know some of the companies there that are that are strong in Pittsburgh, like uh, you know Google or Amazon, Uber, Argo AI. You know some 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 newcomers. A lot going on in our city that, that that's under the radar. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot different than forty or fifty years ago when it was like Alcoa or U.S. Steel or right, Westinghouse. Right. They've right. the city's adapted, right? Right. It's kind of the city's adapted, itself. and then those those people are still around in some fashion or another or certainly the remnants of some of those, but sure, sure. Your team has adapted, Chip, all of your teams, really. Some big driver moves for the NASCAR team. Kurt Busch moves into the number one uh, IndyCar here. Felix Rosenquist moves into the number 10. Uh, I was at Bristol Motor Speedway last week, and after he finished second, I saw Kurt Busch thank every member of his team in the pits by shaking everyone and greeting them by hand. Uh, I, I hear he's in the shop all the time. What, what kind of influence, impact has he had on your team? I'll tell you what, he's, he's, he's picked up picked up the team uh everybody loves him he's there eight o'clock in the morning doing pit stop practice with the guys you know he's uh he's a cheerleader around the team and uh, i like having him he's a real racer and and that 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 gets me going and uh i talk to him uh you know i don't don't talk to all our drivers much but i talk to him once or twice a week and uh, we catch up on things and I'm, i'm i'm really glad to have him we're lucky to have him on the team and uh he's picked our team up 
Certainly. When you say real racer, what are the qualities of a real racer? Yeah, I mean, he, you know, like he doesn't, you know, we've had some challenges, uh, you know, at the in the early races of the season on Friday when I say, you know, practice and qualifying. We've been challenged a bit there. We sort of bounced out of that this weekend in Richmond starting third tonight. You know, but he, he never got down about that. He said, hey, we got to figure it out, you know, and it didn't bother him where the hell he qualified. He, and he always got to the front, you know, and he's, I think he's been in the top ten in every race except one, so it's nice. Yeah. You, of course, have another fantastic driver on the NASCAR side and Kyle Larson. Sure. And I think people are surprised that and Kurt Busch is a former cup champion, but mm-hmm. that he can come in and, and do as well as he is, and Kyle Larson's a competitor, that's that's going to be a challenge for him. How has Kyle Larson been influenced by Kurt Yeah, I think all in a positive way. You know, I think I think uh, it's nice now that, that, you know, they have similar driving styles and they can exchange some information. And it's not so much about ex- exchanging information as much about as it is about just ex- exchanging points of view and, and, and uh, you know, having, having somebody on your team you can you bounce things off of. I mean, uh, we've always had great, great teammates. It's one of the things in our team, no matter who the drivers are, is to have open communication. And so uh, Kurt's adapted well, and, uh, you know, he and, he and Kyle are, 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 you know, I don't know that they're best friends, but, I mean, they, they're, 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 they're as good a communicators with each other as anybody when it comes to, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You don't necessarily want drivers to be best friends, right? Yeah. Just no, be teammates. I mean, I don't, you know, I, that's, that's not on my radar screen. Yeah. <laughs> on this side, Rosenquist, off to a great start. I uh, was at St. Petersburg and was hugely impressed by not only his finish, but the way he took on some really great road course racers, street course racers in IndyCar. Right. He, he passed Will Power under green. That's hard to do. And and you've got two contenders here again. Uh, and Sweden certainly is happy about having Rosenquist on Chip Ganassi Racing. We, we, we see a lot of traffic from mm-hmm. Sweden now in our NBCSports.com website stories. What's it been like having Felix join the team and have, you know, for Scott Dixon to have a teammate like that who's challenging him in a way that probably hasn't happened since Dario. Yeah, it's it's nice. I mean, again, it's, you know, the, the interesting thing I see there is, you know, Felix is, uh, he's got a lot of Dixon in him already. Hmm. You know, he's kind of quiet. He's not, you know, out there making a big splash. He doesn't have a lot of baggage. He, uh, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice thing. And he, you know, he and Scott have a lot in common and they're, uh, again, they're, they're, they're communicating great. You know, for early on in such a career, and they uh, an information exchange there that I think is is uh, something I haven't heard in a few years. So that's kind of good. Yeah. Do you guys take pride, Chip, in spotting people like this and giving them an opportunity? I mean, I know people have heard of Felix Rosenquist before, but uh, you've done this now. I mean, Scott Dixon was relatively unknown outside of some racing circles before he joined the team. Montoya obviously made his name here. Zanardi, I think it's fair to say, made his name here. How, how do you find these people and do you take pride in doing Yeah, it? I mean, a lot of it has to do with having the right, you know, having the right partners as as sponsors and having the right you know having the right people on the team at the time it's a it's a uh it's a it's a you know racing is a as a momentum thing it's a you know it's an attitude thing it's it's all it's all like i said it's a momentum thing you know you want to have everybody here is 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 fully stretched and fully taxed in how hard they're working you know look at these it looks like a sleigh ride, and it looks like Hollywood on television, but it's a lot of the work. You got to want to do. You got to want to be in this business, and you have to you have to work at it to make it work for you, for your team, for your company. But it's a great thing when it works well, and when it does, you realize that it's a it's a, it's a coming together of of resources and drivers and teams and tires and engines and engineers and mechanics and 
tires and tire changers and it's it's really a great thing to be a part of that when you're to be a part of that bringing that all together at one time moving you know moving in a direction moving in a positive direction and i think um you know we've been lucky to have uh some drivers that you know most of the drivers we've had come along and they they buy into that philosophy and so they they enjoy being a part of it uh dixon certainly has bought into it he's been a constant Mm -hmm. For this team for you know more than 15 years re-signed and back with you again to go for um his sixth championship he's mm-hmm. third all-time in wins and you talked really about like you know that rosenquist has a little bit of that dixon in him like he you know he's just in my years covering scott dixon all he cares about is just doing well he's not really right. concerned about anything else about how he's perceived and so i think you know again that's more on us than him but unfairly kind of hurts him being fully appreciated i think jimmy johnson is similar in nascar when you have a true legend like him racing probably hard to appreciate watching the A.J. Foyt or whoever of our era or the Willie Mays or Dr. J or, or Jim Brown in their prime. Can you speak to that? Like, well, what, I think what like, like you mentioned, when you, it's like, like you say, when you mentioned, uh, I think you were, you're, you're spot on when you say it's like watching A.J. Foyt or Jim Brown. You know, I think, uh, you know, Scott Dixon's the kind of driver that, you know, obviously he's, 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 he's as, as good today as he's ever been and still going to win some races. And uh, still going to win a lot of races, and yet at the same time, I think you real we all realize that his his post career is going to be as 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 lively as his career. I'm sure because of because of the success of his career, hmm. because of the success he's had on the track. So I think that we've only just begun, you know, a lot like Zanardi, where we thought that was the uh, you know you know with a guy like Alex Zanardi, we thought we were great for his career. Little did we know. That was just the be- when he was here. That was just the beginning of his right. career, of his success. You know, and just the success he's gone on to have off the track now is incredible. So, uh, and I think you're going to see that in Scott Dixon as well someday. Yeah. Hope for a while he's going to be here with driving for us, but uh, at least but a few yeah. more years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I want to ask you about his contract, but yeah, I think he's got a couple more seasons sure. to go, right? At least. What do you think he might do outside of racing? Around I, I don't racing care. I don't. I don't care right now what he does. I want him to race. I want him to race cars for us and win. Zanardi, a lot of extenuating circumstances happened to put Alex into the positions he's in. When he raced for you, did you know like he had those things in him to be as transcendent? Well, nobody a knew that, Nate. No. You know, be, be, if I said that, you'd say, well, how the hell did he know that? You'd be lying if I said I knew. <laughs> you just knew he was a great personality and a great person. And obviously you wondered if that was, you know, if it, how, how was that going to play out later in life? And, you know, whether it was his wins in racing and his coming out of Formula One, coming to IndyCar, you know, having a having a not so good run at Formula One, getting into IndyCar, having a great run, going back to Formula One, having a bad run, come back to IndyCar racing, had a good run going until his accident, had an accident, lost both his legs. Everybody thought that was the end again. And uh, he just kept going with that. And the next thing you know, he's winning winning medals at uh, the Olympics. And uh, he's, a, he's a superstar on television today in, in Italy. And you realize that that was, uh, you know, if you talk about... Uh, his accident, uh, you know, it's like it was almost like a speed bump, you know, in his career. It was about it, yeah. You got to see a lot of him in January when he raced yeah. the Rolex. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. Great to see him. He's a great person. Yeah, one uh, of the best. Before I let you go, Chip, I can't let you get out of here without one big picture NASCAR IndyCar question. And you and Roger certainly are unique in that you straddle both sides of the fence, mm-hmm. and there's been kind of increased chatter about collaboration between the two series. Obviously, I work for NBC, and I know that they had a motorsports mm-hmm. summit, and there's talk about maybe having a double header somewhere down the road. Where do you see all of that going? And do you think NASCAR and IndyCar can work together more? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I, I think, uh, 
I don't know. I, I think, uh, you know, I look at it as, as, as we're in a we're in a little mini renaissance right now of, of what's going on in racing. In the, um, I think all the new platforms that are out there in, in hybrid and uh, electrification and, um, you know, there's just some exciting things going on in, this, in, in the sport that, you know, we really kind of took a back seat at first to, you know, in the past few years, all it's taken up all the news is autonomous driving and, and racing's kind of taken a back seat. And I think that's kind of, let's say the uh, the shine may be off of autonomous a little bit, you know, hmm. and, and, and I think people are starting to realize there's a lot more going on in the automobile industry besides autonomous cars that, that, that needs to be uh, recognized. Are people falling in love with the automobile again? I think, I think to some extent, I think to some extent they are, yes. That would be good for mm-hmm. racing in general. Sure, sure. Do you see signs of manufacturer then increased involvement, or I, I, I do see I do see that. I mean, I, I think all these manufacturers are trying to are, are realizing that it, it's 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 uh, you still have to. There's still a hell of a lot of automobiles being sold out there every year, and uh, they they need to you need to get to your market some way somehow, and and find some differentiation in 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 your product versus someone else, and and it, it's it's so important to to protect the brand of what you're trying to sell these days and how do you get that brand message out there and this is a good platform for doing well, it certainly one certainly one of the good ones yeah. so can indycar and nascar run on the same weekend do you think that could that's a good question working? you know i think they can yeah I, w- I wouldn't see why not why it wouldn't be fun to have a have a try at it yeah hopefully i'll be covering it and you'll be there thanks chip for sitting down with me i appreciate it no problem nate anytime thank you our thanks again to Chip Ganassi for joining us. I truly meant what I said, that I value Chip Ganassi's respect for journalism and the craft. Not only did I get phone calls from Chip about a couple of stories I wrote while I was at USA Today, there also was a time that Chip took umbrage at something I wrote for NBCSports.com NASCAR, and he made his displeasure known to me in the garage at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And I greatly appreciated all of that feedback. In this line of work, it's an honor and a privilege that people care enough to listen or read or watch what you're saying. And I very much appreciate Chip's attention to detail and his appreciation for the craft of news gathering. Thanks as well to John Olgeen, who heads up the communications department at Chip Canassi Racing. He set up this conversation. And also thanks to the staff of Chip Canassi Racing's IndyCar Hospitality Chalet, who are also extremely helpful in making this conversation happen. The NASCAR NBC podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Please leave a rating or review if you like what you're hearing. And as always, you can send me feedback on Twitter, at Nate Ryan is my handle. Thanks again for listening to the NASCAR NBC podcast. With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can give your lawn or garden beds a pop of color and protection. Right now, get a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow Mulch, five bags for just $10. Help your soil retain moisture longer with color that lasts up to 12 months. Shop Memorial Day savings for a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow Mulch, five bags for just $10 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... 
charcoal mask great because why would i put that on my face when i could drop it in my sink this is what i get for multitasking ugh why is charcoal so sticky <clears throat> hello hey janice i am so sorry i thought i was on mute <laughs> no we don't need to reschedule i'll just stay off camera oh yeah that happens so start clean with clorox use clorox products as directed